is Pentecost. It's my favorite Sunday of the year. We get to wear these great red stoles. They have the prettiest cross on them. If I could redesign them, I'd put this cross on the green ones because that's what we wear the most. But it makes this one really special. We get the, the red pyramid and the South Met graduates showed up in force for Pentecost Sunday. So thank you, South Mech. No offense, Sam. You're just as important to us today. But Pentecost is the birthday of the church. So every preacher really likes that. It's a day when we take a deep breath in and see the church alive and well in all the times we think about the church on the brink of disaster and death. We get to celebrate that the church is alive and well and look at us almost getting there. And look at us, all you out there who can't even be in here. We are alive and well. That's a good word to send with graduates as they leave us. The church is alive and well. And I hope you feel pieces of that in your being that will help you make a difference in this world. The gospel writer of John, John talks about this Holy Spirit and how it works. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, that is the advocate. The spirit of truth who comes from the Father will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. But I've said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. This was how Jesus eased the anxiety of his leaving. An advocate would come and testify on Jesus' behalf, and then Jesus left us to continue to testify. We've been called to be advocates. How are you doing on that? You've heard the ancient story. Let us listen now to the word of the Lord. You've seen those clips on the news about wildfires. It happens every year. Something sparks, usually something small, maybe a lightning strike, maybe a careless camper leaves a small smoldering fire at a campsite, maybe an offhand toss of a cigarette out of the car window. But even, the, even those seemingly small things can quickly get out of control. We've seen reporters getting too close and all of a sudden what felt like a safe zone was suddenly engulfed with flames and residents and firefighters and reporters and their crews are running for their very lives. It's terrifying. What they thought had been contained by a fire break is a lost cause when one little spark jumps over and the wind takes it on its wings and the fire continues blazing its path of destruction. I think about how terrifying it must be to be in the midst of that. 
even watching from afar. It's chaos, inexplicable power, the way nature produces this torrent of strength and dominance. I was thinking about these images because, as I said, today is not just Baccalaureate Sunday. It's also Pentecost. Though Baccalaureate Sunday can cause a lot of chaos and fear and emotion and power as we get ready to launch people into the world. But today is a day in the life of the church when we consider fire and wind and power and chaos and strength. Lightning or campfires or a wayward cigarette may be the cause of our wildfires that consume the earth. But it was the Holy Spirit that blew through the faithful ones that gathered and fanned the flames of power and strength and chaos on that day so long ago. The day of Pentecost was like no other. We look back on the stories told about that day, that day 50 days after Easter, when something happened to the gathered people of God. They didn't know what to make of it. They described it in colorful ways, like the sound of them all being together reminded them of a gust of wind whooshing through. This sound, this feeling, this essence felt like a wildfire spreading through the room. Murmurs turned to whispers and rumblings of a people all together in one place, and something was happening among them. We're sensing that all over the place these days as we are beginning to come back together as a country. It's one glad reunion after another. I'm guessing maybe even proms must have a way of feeling Pentecostal more than usual these days. Y'all know I do love prom pics. They're one of my favorite things ever. So post your prom, prom pics and I will throw a like on every one of them, okay? I especially love them this year. It's just so wonderful being together with a sense of normalcy. So I can imagine that what it sounded like on that day of Pentecost so long ago because we're feeling it even now. Everyone started talking at once and it was a jumbled mess because they were so excited about what was happening that they really didn't know what was happening. But they knew it was something. They knew it was intense and they knew that it was real. It was chaotic and exciting and a little bit scary. Doesn't that kind of describe the world today? Some people back then surmised that they were drunk, but Peter stood up and said, it's too early to be drinking. It's just nine o'clock in the morning. Nobody's drunk. This is the Holy Spirit at work among us and within us. Don't you remember that old prophet who told us this would happen? In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. When the time comes, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they will prophesy. And then Peter 
lays a big old life-changing sermon on them in the end, urging them to change their lives, turn to God, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. And that was that. The church was born that very day. And they started right then and there, and they committed their lives to each other and to God. And they shared things in common, and they made sure everyone had enough, and they cared for each other, and they took care of each other. And I make that distinction. They cared for each other, and they took care of each other. And all was right and good. You see, that's how they used their power and their strength and they turned that chaotic occurrence into a moment that didn't just change their lives in that moment, in that time, but they changed the world forever. They changed us because here we sit, still preaching and still believing that it's possible to use our power and to use our strength to share things in common and make sure that everyone has enough and that we care for each other, and that we take care of each other. Do you still hear the distinction? We care for each other, and we take care of each other. And sometimes the process of doing that can be chaotic, and it can be frightening. Just ask the COVID task force of our church how it, what it's been like. Again, you're still sitting, it's amazing after all this time. How we care for each other and how we take care of each other can be frightening and chaotic. And when we start talking about things like this, about our responsibilities with each other, some people will call us crazy and some people will say it sounds idealistic and some might even wonder if we're drunk talking about this. But I tell you, it's too early to be drinking. It's just 11 15 or 20 or so. It's too early. I'm not drunk. When we start talking like this, it's the Holy Spirit at work among us and within us, and the Spirit goes on and on, showing up and showing out. The title of this sermon is, It Goes On. I'm going to rename it. It should have been, showing up and showing out. That is our calling, to show up and show out. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Graduates and anyone else who would listen and imagine yourselves at a place of transition, of fresh starts, of new beginnings, which is each of us at any point that we choose for it to be. I'm going to say that one more time because that's a long address. Graduates and anyone else who would listen and imagine yourselves at a place of transition, fresh starts, or new beginnings, which is any of us at any point that we choose for it to be us. It goes on. The work of the Spirit of God within you, it goes on. The story I just told you about the day of Pentecost is from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. 
I read in one commentary that the story of the Holy Spirit, the way it's told in Acts, is for all the extroverts in the world. We love a big story with lots of color and wildness. But then the writer of John's Gospel explains the work of the Holy Spirit for all the introverts out there who process things more internally. Those who are not looking for the wild and exciting, but are needing a calming comfort as a reminder that you are not, have never been, will never be alone. When the advocate comes, the advocate will testify on my behalf and you also are to testify because you've been with me from the beginning. The poet Robert Frost said this, in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. I think the Bible is constantly trying to tell us by telling us the story of the people of God in vivid and real ways that the way of life goes on by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, alive in us and with us and among us and beyond us and in front of us and behind us and beside us and above us and beneath us. Please don't forget that, graduates, and anyone else who would listen and imagine yourselves at a place of transition and fresh starts and new beginnings, which could be any of us at any point that we choose for it to be. Don't forget that the Holy Spirit is always showing up and showing out. It goes on and on and on. I've always thought that if I didn't do what I do for a living and a vocation, I would love the job of being an advocate. I don't even know for what or for whom I would advocate. I would just like the job, Amy Jacks Dean, advocate. For every good cause, for every voiceless person, for every need unmet, for every injustice, for every struggle. Pentecost is not an event we wait for. It's one in which we participate. Every moment is Pentecost, showing up and showing out. Graduation is not just an event we wait for. It's one in which we all participate. Every moment is graduation into something new, something alive, something good, something whole, something worthy, something abundant. Every moment is filled with that kind of possibility for you, Caroline, for you, Joseph, for you, Sam.
they gave me a little smile and a little nod. Like they almost believe it. But it's also for you. For you, for you, for you. Every time you decide to make a new start, a fresh beginning, it goes on. Life and the work of the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit as our advocate, we are empowered to be God's advocates in this world. Wherever you go, whatever you do, it goes on. Life. God. You with God and God with you. I hope you always remember that. May it be so. Amen.